Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am here in a very good mood on a Thursday night, recapping the Lakers comfortable. That's one word for it. Comfortable. I mean, it got a little uncomfortable there at the end of the fourth quarter or midway through the fourth quarter when the Lakers just decided to stop playing. But either way, they at one point held close to a 20-point lead and and did enough to coast to victory here. They now hold a 2-1 lead over the Phoenix Suns. They hold their home court. And this thing feels a little over. I'll explain why uh, I feel that way in a bit. We got to talk about Anthony Davis looking the way that he does. We got to discuss uh, the center situation coming into form. Dennis Schroeder continues to play really well. And then, unfortunately, because of the way that it ended for Devin Booker and for Jay Crowder, uh, we're going to probably have to revisit those actions here over the course of the series because that's probably going to impact how this series gets called. All of that here in a bit. Let's start with that first point about this feeling a little over and, and why I feel that way. The Lakers in all four series last year, albeit in the bubble and albeit with a with a fairly different team, they approached game one with a very generic game plan, took all the data, studied the tape, came back with adjustments, and for the rest of those series, basically once the Lakers made their adjustments, it was really rare. I think Denver came the closest to throwing a counterpunch, but even there the Lakers, you know, were the better team. And, and I think this is another example of that where game one, as frustrating as it was and as, frust- as, as tough as, as it frankly was to watch, uh, the Lakers come out with a super generic game plan. They see what Phoenix has to throw at them. And then they go back to the, to the film room. They go back to square one. They take a look at the things that Phoenix was doing that was giving them problems. And then they make the proper adjustments. And, and I think... You know, for a team like the Lakers that has so many smart players, whether it's LeBron, Marc Gasol, uh, Anthony Davis defensively, you know, you name it, there are all kinds of, of, of uh, Alex Caruso, high IQ players who understand what a game plan should look like and then figure out how to execute that game plan in a way that optimizes the game for everybody. And I think here with the Lakers, this is one of those examples of them figuring something out and then understanding how to adjust. And then now they're firing this, you know, 102 mile an hour two seam fastball that nobody can touch. And and I think Phoenix, that chippiness that you saw there at the end of the game, which again, we'll talk about here in a bit, but that, that chippiness that you saw there at the end of the game was a frustrated Suns team that's kind of realizing the reality of the situation, which is... I don't know what what they're going to do here, right? And they don't know, I don't think, what they're going to do here. They're going to try. They're a young, proud, athletic team with with all kinds of upside moving forward that is coming off of a a tremendous regular season. So they're going to fight tooth and nail for this thing, and maybe they win another game here, and and this thing goes six instead of five. But but it, it does feel like the Lakers have figured something out against this Suns team. And I don't know, given the personnel that the Suns have on their roster, what they can really look to do here moving forward. And this, by the way, is what the Lakers still shooting. They shot 25% from three-point range here, 
at some point, you got to think some of these wide open looks are going to start falling. And whenever that happens, the floodgates are really going open. Anthony Davis maintained his his uh, stellar play here in this in this second game in a row. Game two was a significantly better Anthony Davis than game one. And game three, Anthony Davis picked up where he left off, specifically with the way that he was attacking. I really like the Lakers are getting him him in motion. They uh, are telling him to go to work early before Phoenix sets their feet defensively. And it's working. And he's either scoring or he's going to the free throw line. And I really do think that in games that Anthony Davis shoots more than 10 free throws uh, over the course of this postseason, like that's going to be a very telling stat. So that's something I would probably tell you guys to keep an eye on here. Uh, is is Anthony Davis getting to the free throw line? How is he getting to the free throw line? And 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 all of that good stuff. But but an active Anthony Davis focused on getting to the rim or getting to the free throw line is just impossible to deal with, especially for a team as young and as thin as the Phoenix Suns are up front. Which you know again kind of lends itself to what I was talking about earlier, where. I think they're kind of seeing the writing on the wall and Devin Booker and Jay Crowder really kind of lashed out about it at the end of the game. Speaking of Crowder and Booker, uh, pretty Bush League stuff that we saw down the stretch of this one. Really kind of disappointing to see them end that game that way. With Jay Crowder, you kind of see it coming. Uh, Devin Booker has done some funny stuff against the Lakers too. He's been yapping basically all series, but... Uh, Devin Booker shoves Dennis Schroeder while he is in midair. Schroeder then collides with uh, Jay Crowder, who then throws Schroeder to the ground and and then you know kind of stands over him at the free throw line and does some really kind of stupid stuff there. Jay Crowder was the <laughs> uh, the punching bag for LeBron James in this one. LeBron really seemed to enjoy going at him, especially on the wing in isolation. At one point, he scored, he being LeBron, and he and Montrezl Harrell just decided to start dancing on the uh, sideline. That's a team that I think has already talked about Jay Crowder in the past and and is uh, enjoying watching him kind of take his lumps over the course of the last two games here. So uh, I, I do think Schroeder, uh, not Schroeder, Booker and uh, Crowder, both of their actions are probably going to impact the way that this game is called in the uh, in game four, where it's probably going to be called pretty tight. Maybe that means the Lakers get into some foul trouble early. But when you consider the fact that the referees are probably going to be doing that to send a message to the Suns and to the Lakers to, to knock it off and just play basketball, that's probably a net positive for the Lakers because that hopefully – leads to fewer opportunities for guys to get hurt because of the actions uh, of upset players on the other sideline. So hopefully we avoid all that altogether, but I I do think this this isn't going to be the end of, of those antics at all. All right, so what does all this mean? It, 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 it all kind of comes together for me to, to think that the series is pretty much ostensibly over. Obviously, the Lakers have to win two more games. And as they saw with the Suns, if you take them lightly, they are very capable of ripping off a 9-0 run just like that to where, you know, an 18-point lead is now a 9-point lead and campaign is yelling at people <laughs> in the uh, sitting in the uh, expensive seats down below. 
I, I do think, though, that the Lakers have figured some stuff out. They are the better team. They have been the better team all year. It's just that they were hurt, and now they they have figured some stuff out, not just in terms of how to defend the Suns and how to counter the way that the Suns are defending, but they have kind of unlocked their center rotation. They have started playing uh, Andre Drummond next to LeBron James, and, and Marcus All comes out there with Anthony Davis to help with some of the creativity issues uh, with that second unit without LeBron out there. And and while it isn't perfect still, and unfortunately it means that Montrezl Harrell looks like looks to be on the outside looking in, that one isn't stopping Harrell from from getting involved. He picks up a tee from the bench, so <laughs> you, you you can't uh, knock the ability to pick up a stat while he isn't playing. But yeah, I I think Frank has pushed the right buttons here, and and this means that. Hopefully the Lakers can close this thing out and get a few extra days rest while Denver and Portland rip each other to shreds. All right. Uh, make sure you guys check out the Lakers Lounge podcast uh, down the feed whenever you guys get a chance. Harrison and I had a really good time recapping that game. We just we spent the whole time laughing. It was us being doofuses, and, and, and that's the kind of show that I really enjoy wrapping up the week with. So if you enjoy laughing and you enjoy laughing at the Suns and you enjoy uh, – just the, the stupidity that Harrison and I find ourselves in all the time, uh, you're going to want to check that out as well. Uh, I, I said this at the end of that show, and I'm going to say it here again. The numbers so far from my time uh, coming back here to Silver Screen have been incredible, and I want to thank you guys a ton for the support that you guys have given us. Uh, I and, and, and we are going to you know, match that energy with some really cool content here, not just through the end of the postseason, uh, but but heading into the in, heading into the off season with some really cool projects that we have lined up there as well. Have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. Please be safe out there, and I will talk to you again on Monday.